Hello and welcome to this episode of the Chamber Chatter Podcast. We are the Menominee Area Chamber and Visitor Center and I am Tammy Simon. I am the Tourism Manager here at the Chamber and today I have the pleasure of being able to sit down and chat with Julie Pangallo. She is with Visit Eau Claire. Hi Julie. Hi, good morning Tammy. Welcome, welcome in. We're super excited to talk about um, everything public arts. Absolutely. I know it's something that we're both passionate about. So this is going to be fun. It'll be a fun one. I really hope we can fill the time, right? Right. Um, (laughs) We're both such quiet individuals. So first of all, I'm just going to start out like I have been super thankful and and full of gratitude about the fact that we've been able to partner so closely with Visit Eau Claire on so many things since I started here at the Chamber and, and I was new in the industry and Visit Eau Claire has been very instrumental in kind of answering those questions and and not being able to not being afraid to jump in with both feet and help out when we need that assistance and, and you are 100% included with that so um, first of all let's talk about you. Tell me about you. Who's, okay. Who is Julie? Well. <laughs> Where do you start, right? Yeah, I guess I, you know, I spent, I spent most of my life working in radio and TV on the sales end of things. And uh, back in 2010, I got involved with the Renaissance Fair up in Chippewa Falls. Oh. And I went, these are my people. These <laughs> artists are my tribe, you know. <laughs> and it was really hard to go back into, a, a radio was pretty corporate now, hard to go back into a more corporate setting and I really loved working with the artists and and the opportunity came up to work with the sculpture tour in Eau Claire mm-hmm. and it it's it was totally a made-up job I mean <laughs> I, I had to go find the sponsors and then fi- you know put a pedestal up and then put a sculpture on it and you know the more of them I could do the better everything worked and <laughs> um and it just kind of grew from there uh the sculpture tour program actually came from Sioux Falls Mm -hmm. That was the epicenter, and a lady named Sherry Moore, she and her husband Rick own Eau Claire Ford. They moved here to buy what used to be Jim Carter Ford. Okay. People remember that, I'm sure. And and there was a sculpture program in Sioux Falls, and Sherry got here and said, we need this here, (laughs) and and started things. And I joined them in 2014. Mm -hmm. Uh, The sculpture tour has been going now for 14 years. Yeah. And and we're so excited to be the largest in the country right now, the largest rotating sculpture tour by quite a bit. Right. Um, and we're really, really excited about being able to partner with other communities like Menominee. Um, I'm so glad to be working with an organization that isn't uh, protective and like, oh, this is my precious. I can't, you know, <laughs> I mean, they're more than happy to share it and, and feel like, you know, the more the better. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really exciting to be working with you. Right. And so um, the the sculpture tour in itself used to be a separate entity from Visit Eau Claire, correct? Correct. Yes, it was a nonprofit. And that's why I said it was totally a made up job. Mm-hmm. If if I didn't sell sponsorships, I didn't get paid, basically. <laughs> and, and during COVID, um, I was ha- I had breakfast with Benny Anderson, who's the director of Visit Eau Claire, and he said, "So how's it going?" And I said, "Well, we're not going to make it out of COVID <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because our, our, we're really not. We don't get any money, any tax dollars. There's no right. city support or anything like that. It's all supported by donations and sponsorships. And a lot of sponsors were closed during COVID or had laid paid people off." Right. You can't justify sponsoring things when when you've got some of your workers sitting at home. Exactly. Um, And Benny said, 
we can't let that happen because it's just it's too important to tourism. We've we've seen that it's the number one thing that they get requests for more information about. It's the number one thing that gets click-throughs. Um, and I mean, Eau Claire is known for outdoor recreation. So for public art to have that kind of impact is really tremendous. Absolutely. And, uh, it kind of goes hand in hand too. Yeah, You know, that outdoor does. recreation um, really kind of lends itself to the sculpture walk. You know, you, you take a tour and, and many of the sculptures in Eau Claire are right along the trail. Yes. So that walking, biking trail yep. in, in, in Eau Claire has a lot of those sculptures along there. So it goes hand in hand with those natural spaces and the, yes, yes. the tours. And we're doing that now with Color Block, too, with the mural program. We have murals along the bike path by Banbury Place and over between First and Second Avenue. And, and people are really enjoying it. We've seen a huge increase in use of that trail by Banbury. Right. Because people are like, what? There's dinosaurs down there? we got to go see that. Right. <laughs> and uh, probably my favorite sculpture that is in the Eau Claire Sculpture Tour right now is down there, the two little yaks. Oh, yeah. They're they are so sweet. They're so cute. One of my favorites is down there, too, and it's that crazy rooster. It's oh, yes. made of recycled tires. It's it's the wackiest sculpture ever, but it's, it's really fun. And... It's interesting because I have for the longest time, you know, traveled. And yes. now that I'm in the tourism industry, we travel differently. Right. So every right. time I go somewhere and I see public art, I'm like, whoa, we have to stop there. We have to look at that. So um, it's been fun to kind of have that spark for a sculpture tour because you learn so much. There's so many sculptures out there that are made of forks and knives and spoons. Right. I did not realize that. <laughs> right. and, and sometimes those are the best looking ones because they have the weirdest, the weirdest, pieces to it but it looks like a beautiful you know piece of art when it's all finished so right it really takes some creativity to do that and it, it's so great that artists are are going that direction um you know bronze is kind of g getting harder and harder to find because it's so expensive to cast bronze mm -hmm. a lot of the younger artists are like i'm not putting that kind of money in you know it can cost up to ten thousand dollars to cast a piece which right. is you know a pretty pretty big investment for an right. artist for anybody we're we're totally getting ahead of ourselves we're gonna go okay. back let's go okay. back again talk about our favorite sculptures go back okay again. but anyway uh you talked about Sioux Falls being the sculpture tour that kind of started the uh, spurred the Eau Claire one can you right. tell me about how those tours work together because I know you work really hard on procuring sure. the sculptures that we want yes um we work together because the artist, well, the whole goal of sculpture tour and and even color block really, is to make it easier for artists to keep doing their art, mm -hmm. <laughs> and and to do that you have to make it affordable for them and easier for them, and there's sculpture tours around the country and what we do is partner with those other tours and we do a, for lack of a better term, we do a draft. Uh, once a year and everybody says okay here's sculptures that we have available that are done with our program or new sculptures coming in from artists in our area and we pool them all together and do a draft and trade sculptures and every spring we have a big uh, I don't even know what to call it. it it's it's pretty crazy we all meet in one place everybody unloads semis full of sculptures and then you run around to the other markets and pick up the ones that you've picked up in the draft and and that way the artists don't have to transport them. Right. I mean, they can spend their time doing art. And and that also allows an artist to get into the program. And maybe it's in Eau Claire this year, it's in Mankato next year, it's in Red Wing, it's in 
Menominee, you know, wherever, it could be in the program five or six years, and they make a stipend each year. We pay a thousand dollars to use those sculpt to use that sculpture for the year. Mm -hmm. So if they're in a program for five years, traveling around, they the artist makes five thousand dollars without even selling it. Right. And and hopefully somewhere along the line they might sell it. Right. And so all of the sculptures really that are in the sculpture tour, if they've not already been purchased, are available for sale. Yes, yes. Which is, gives and those artists an opportunity to showcase their art that they just wouldn't have anywhere else. Absolutely. It's a, it's an outdoor gallery without the gallery prices, mm -hmm. you know. And that um, that sale also helps the program survive because we do get a commission. And, and if something sells in Menominee, we split the commission. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, that helps keep the program going. We're a nonprofit, so we're not working to make a profit or, or, you know, come out ahead, we're working to just keep going. Right. And it, it adds an element of sustainability to the program too, because if you're continually yes. showcasing these pieces and selling pieces and, and moving them from city to city, the, the eyes that actually get to see them is much more than it would be if it sat in a static museum somewhere, I'm sure. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and when you sell more pieces, you attract more artists too. Right. Right. You know, and it helps you attract a, a higher level of artist. Mm -hmm. So how many sculptures does the Eau Claire Sculpture Tour have this year? We have 150 sculptures. That is unreal to me. <laughs> it Menominee, is to me too. Menominee has seven. We're pretty proud of our seven right now. Eau Claire um, started with 12. You guys well, are, you're doing just fine. That's I mean, perfect. <laughs> for a community your size to have seven is really a great start. Right. One of the um, probably funnest parts was the first day that we installed sculptures here in um, Julie kept saying, oh, it's easy. It's easy. Don't worry <laughs> about it. And I'm like, but I am worried about it. These are $1,000 sculptures. And honestly, if if you'd have seen it, you wouldn't, uh, if you hadn't seen it, you wouldn't have believed it. Right. But we have the city of Menominee who cooperated so well with us um, and came in and provided manpower for two guys and a couple pieces of machinery. And you literally saw a, a skid steer carrying a sculpture through the streets of Menominee because it was easiest to get it there and um, so the collaboration that we require we needed a welder um, so we got a local welder to come in and weld the sculpture onto the onto the platform so we are very fortunate in Menominee that we have so many people willing to jump in and help and then add this element of fun and, and adventure to our, our tourism industry here so um, what do you, who are the people that you guys work with in Eau Claire? Because I know that with 150 sculptures, there has to be more than three. <laughs> yes. Well, we work with Northwest Enterprises, which is a welding shop. And okay. they've, they've done our welding from the beginning. And, and I'll tell you, we had, we had some vandalism this year. The weld oh. did not give way. The stone <laughs> pedestal gave way before the weld did. Wow, that's some good work. <laughs> that's some good work. Um, and we work with um, Classic Moving and Storage. They have semis with doors all over the place, and we just go down the street with a semi load of sculptures, and we take them out in order and put them up. Um, and the city street crew works with us. They they bring the manpower and the skid steers, sometimes a front end loader. Um, if we need a crane, we usually you know pull in a concrete company or something like that. So uh, the community really steps up and says, you know, what do you need to get this done? We installed 79 sculptures in one day last year wow. in Eau Claire. So that's a team that's worked together for several years, and, and we just do it like clockwork. It's a well-oiled <laughs> machine, well-oiled machine. Um, 
you mentioned color block earlier. So mm-hmm. let's let's talk about what color block is because that's something that a lot of people don't know about. Um, obviously, the sculpture tour, because you are the largest sculpture tour, which is super <laughs> cool. Um, but let's talk about color block. What What is color block and how do people get involved in that? Well, color block started as a fundraiser for sculpture tour and it quickly turned took on a life of its own. It just exploded. It's a mural program, and it's intended for emerging artists. Okay. So, you know, people who haven't done a mural before, or people who've maybe done one or two, but or people who've done other kinds of artwork and want to try a mural, and we uh, we did 30 murals this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, there's just so much talent in the Chippewa Valley that it's, crazy to not take advantage of it and to not encourage it. We need to create opportunities for people not just to do their art, but to make some money doing their art too. Right. So we, you know, the color block murals are typically about 50 square feet, you know, um, and we pay a $500 fee to the artists for doing them. And we did a live mural event this year out at the Reverb concert. Oh, We had 12 artists out there painting murals during the concert. So, you know, that was, we were kind of dipping our toe in the water to see how that went, and it was really fun. I bet it was really well-received at that it event. W- yes. It just seems like it would fit in perfectly. It did. It did. It added a lot to it. So I'm sure you'll see more of that. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. I'm yeah. excited to see it. Um, there have been many times. So then these people come in and they color or they paint a mural, and then what happens? Well, it depends. We've usually we've done it on static, you know, on a building, on a uh, concrete barrier type of thing near Banbury Place. Uh, so those are are more or less permanent. They will last, you know, five to seven years, maybe longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also did the ones out at Reverb on plywood this year, so they can be moved around. Oh. So yeah, so we're kind of exploring that and and looking at you know if we do that, we can do that indoors in the winter. Mm-hmm. So we're not limited to our few months of summer for painting anymore. Um, and I believe we'll be offering those murals for sale as a fundraiser. Oh. Um, so, yeah, the, it, it's hard to know where these programs will end because they're just, they're taking off in directions that I could never have made up or imagined myself. Right. And we have talked, you and I have talked many times about the importance of public art. Um, I'm going to let you get up on your soapbox right now <laughs> Thank you. and talk about the importance of public art because both you and I are passionate about it and know what the importance is. But I kind of want to share it with our listeners because sometimes that you drive by and you go, oh, look, a sculpture. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but it's important in so many ways. So. It, yeah. it's And certainly being that we both work in the tourism industry, we recognize how important it is to tourism, but it's also important to education. (laughs) In Eau Claire, a lot of the schools use the program as part of their arts curriculum. Uh, Sixth graders in Eau Claire get an iPad as part of their school supplies, and so they they take tours of sculpture tour and take pictures with the sculptures and things like that, and they use it throughout the year as part of their arts program. And with... uh, arts being cut back, you know, kind of a a budget cut area, it really helps with that. Um, The other thing is inclusion. Mm -hmm. Sculptures and murals give us a chance to celebrate the different cultures that are represented in our community, which is huge. I mean, when you're, you know, this area is pretty um, homogenous. Mm -hmm. 
So when you're part of a minority or part of an underrepresented group, I think it's really powerful to see your culture represented on a wall downtown or right. in a you know in a mural or sculpture. Um, the other thing is community pride. <laughs> I've been overwhelmed by people responding to our growth and and the fact that we're the largest in the country. It's right. just people are blown away by it, but it says so much more about the com the community than anything else and right. how they support art. Right, 100%. And that support is what kind of drives what we're doing. I want to share just a little story. Um, not too long ago, I had a, a message come through on our Facebook page, and it was one of those things that kind of stopped me in my tracks and went, okay, this is why we do this. Um, there's a young man here in Menominee. He's eight. He is um, wheelchair-bound, dependent on his wheelchair for life, um, and he requires 24-7 awake alert care um and his mom shared some pictures of him um at all the sculptures in menominee and she said we thank you so much because it's accessible and it does not have socioeconomic barriers so anybody can come and see these sculpture tours they can come and see the big welcome to menominee mural they can see the murals on the back of ted's pizza um and that really again kind of screeched to a stop and went okay Everything we've invested, time, money, efforts, was 100% worth it because Noah could see those sculptures and enjoy something that he might not otherwise be able to enjoy. Right. Um, so right. we are very passionate about the sculpture project here in Menominee, as you yep. are in Eau Claire. Yeah. Um, so obviously this doesn't come without a price tag. We've talked about that price tag a couple <laughs> times. And you've talked about sponsorship. Can you tell me how the sponsorships work? Sure. Um different businesses around town sponsor you don't sponsor a, a particular sculpture you sponsor a site or a pedestal okay. um, and the sculpture on that site changes every year but so you're you're just kind of putting a flag in the sand saying I believe in what this program is and uh, and want to sponsor it right. and uh, we we try really hard to choose sculptures that are uh, are easy to support mm -hmm. I guess you know we don't want to put put things up that people go, oh, I don't want my name on that. You right. know, that's part of the screening process with the sculptures. Uh, but we have tremendous sponsors that have been with us from the beginning that, that really understand what the program does for the community. Uh, Mayo Clinic Health Systems has been a, a really good supporter for us. Uh, Royal Credit Union, mm -hmm. we've had members of their, of Royal, of, of their uh, team on our board even. Um, as well as uh, Nicolay Bank has a board member. Um, a, a lot of great sponsors, a lot of car dealers. Um, you know, and it's not always easy to sponsor. It's not always easy to carve that money out of your budget, but it makes a difference. It makes the it makes the community more livable. Right, and it makes people want to come and live and play and work in those yes. areas. So. I think that's one of the other important aspects of the public art is that it does make it an attractive place to live, work, and, and play. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many employers have told me they had somebody come to town for an interview that went, wow, this is this is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. This might be a nice place to live. Right, right. Um, so the, the sculpture tour has, you, you have a sponsor, they mm -hmm. pay for that sculpture. Tell us about the People's Choice Award. Okay. Because that's People's a fun part that the community community can get really involved in. Right. Every year, uh, a People's Choice is, 
is chosen. So from oh early early June on for the rest of the year, you can vote for your favorite sculpture online at sculpturetour.org or at Visit Eau Claire. And the Sculpture Tour program, or 501c3, buys that sculpture and then gifts it to the city. So it becomes part of the permanent collection. Mm -hmm. And it, it's a way to make sure that we add at least one permanent piece a year. We've been adding permanent pieces a little faster than that. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but people's choice is always fun. Last year's piece <laughs> is a gremlin in a cage, and he has a wrench, and he's, he's taking the nuts and bolts apart and trying to let himself out of the cage. It, <laughs> you know, it's not what you might typically expect to be a people's choice, but it was the overwhelming vote getter <laughs> i remember seeing that one i remember seeing that one yeah and we do have that program here in menominee too we have that people's choice award and we have some voting okay. open for that um so a little bit about sculpture tour menominee we just um installed those last year uh this year we removed a sculpture replaced it and added another so we are expanding a little bit yep. um there are plans for expansion in, into 24 Four and 25 um you say you guys started with 12 i don't know that we're going to get to 150 that's probably not <laughs> our goal that might be a little lofty but um we are looking for sponsors and we're looking for people to support the program um whether it be individuals or businesses and support that program to do a public walking tour in downtown menominee and in the area we are so fortunate to have stout here um, we definitely could um, install some of those sculptures. There's already one on Stout property, but we could definitely install more on Stout property. Um, so we are actively kind of morphing the program to to kind of mimic Visit Eau Claire so that we can do some of that expansion. Well, and there, you have some really cool pieces here we in do. Menominee, some we of do. my favorites. The harp over by Mabel Tainter mm -hmm. is one of my all-time favorites. Yes. And it is so perfect there. I can't take it back. <laughs> I know. I, I've had several people, one one gentleman who's on the board of the Mabel, and he said, Tammy, when you installed that thing, it looked like it had been there forever. It's yep. where it belongs. So, um, But again, we have a really cool bear up at the Russell J. Rossback Museum. Yep. Um, and they're pretty partial to their bear. They love their bear. That that bear is that's by Don Gaber, who's mm -hmm. from Mondovi. He actually lives up the road from me a couple miles. Right. And it's really a well done piece if people haven't seen it they need to they need to That's stop over one. there and take a look it's really and cool our, our new one this year is also a bear but he's much more whimsical and fun that's at the menominee public library and um i have to tell you when we installed that one that was the most entertaining installation ever because they were so excited to get it and that's another one of those that's made with like forks and knives and it's a bear picking berries which are marbles which I, yep. I mean how do they come up with these concepts that's first of all um but he welcomes uh visitors to the library right on the corner so people's choice is going to be tough for us yep. um well and another couple of ones that you have that i really like the butterfly yes. by kristen nethers mm -hmm. I've, I've always loved that piece and you have a really cool fish this year <laughs> i have to say he's probably my favorite it's the fish a, yes i love to fish but it is the most beautiful largemouth bass that you know i've ever seen and he's eight feet tall he's probably he's pretty dominant down there in wakanda parks yeah and it fits so well there too so i i hope some of those become permanent fixtures mm -hmm. and it it really helps you grow your program to have some permanent you know and have some rotating and it absolutely does i mean we have uh, we have um community members who rave about the sculpture tour all the time and I just love to hear that but it also is something that when we talk about 
tourism. Um, Benny has told me several times that during COVID, sculpture tour is really what kept tourism alive in Eau Claire. Um, and so there's those times when you we have to rely on, on maybe some non-traditional ways to get visitors into town. Yeah. And I really think that the, the sculpture tour in Eau Claire and the sculpture tour in Menominee, the fact that they're close enough, um, it, it really is an attraction for tourists. Um, I mean, where else can you go and see the big giant fish and the bear and take a walk in our natural parks and enjoy the playgrounds and enjoy the lake? And um, it's really a, a an asset to our community for sure. And I, th I know we draw a lot of people from the Twin Cities area to Eau Claire and they're coming right through Menominee. So once they find out about the sculpture tour mm -hmm. it's like wow you might as well hit them all <laughs> right right and like I said I travel differently now that I know there's sculpture tours out there so yeah let's talk about beyond sculpture tour um you have sculpture tour you have color block what else is it that drives what you're doing at Visit Eau Claire well I'm also an event support person mm -hmm. <laughs> which means Gosh, you guys have had a ton of events this oh year. Oh my gosh, we've had such a busy summer, and and we had the TBEX convention, yes. which you were a part of. Um, so we had a lot of travel writers here, and they were just so blown away by what this area has to offer, and mm -hmm. in in terms of metropolitan things as well as the natural resources. Right. Um, TBEX is the travel bloggers exchange, or so basically yep. content creators, and they make their living traveling and writing about it and taking pictures and reporting. And the tourism industry relies so heavily on content creators to be able to give a different perspective of their location. So yep. that conference was super fun to be a part of. Um, and Visit Eau Claire did a bang up job of welcoming everybody in. Um, and I think that was, that was one of the places where you could really feel the buzz, like you actually felt the energy in the room they were very truly welcome. They were they were very truly happy to be here, and just uh, last year it was in Louisiana, correct? Well, I it know was. some of them had just had come directly from Greece. Yes, I mean they're traveling the world. Doing they came this. to Eau Claire, Eau Claire and now Wisconsin. next year they're going to Puerto Rico. So we were super fortunate to have them here. Yes, but I do think that they were surprised. There were many of them that were that were surprised by what our area, the Chippewa Valley, really had to offer. So, yes, um, yes, and we wore them out. There was so much to do. We took them kayaking. We took them fishing. We took them. On, right. on different tours, you know, obviously the sculpture tour, but also a cheese curd tour. And a, yeah. Yeah, they we, had a ball. We did bring a group of people here for that T-Bex um, tour to Ellsworth Cheese, the cheese factory here. So you can actually go see how the cheese curds are made and see all the cool stuff. And then we went to Brewery Nonick, which is, um, you know, a favorite craft brewery here in town. And then we went to Lucette Brewery, another favorite oh, nice. brewery. So those people came from all over the world. There's international people to eat a lot of cheese. And drink a lot of beer yep. and play in the water and experience what we experience every single summer. So I think um, that was a really fun week for us. And, and, and then you guys also, the Eau Claire Event Center just opened up. So Country Jam was in oh a new my place gosh. this year. That was you huge. had the Reverb Festival, which was brand new. So yeah, there's been... And of been, course, Chainsaw, the U.S. Open Chainsaw. That's right. That was here this that summer. Was, another yes. Another important art project that... Yes. Um, 
you it's know, coming back strong. It is very strong. So, well, I, we could continue. Um, I said Julie and I could probably talk for hours on this, but um, we are coming to our end. So I just want to thank you so much, Julie, for joining us and for actually taking the time to talk about Sculpture Tour and kind of give a glimpse of, of what you do and how we how we procure everything. Well, thank you for inviting me and thank you for working with me on it. It's, it's really nice to have this partnership. I agree 100%. <laughs> You're never going to find anybody more passionate about public art than Julie Pengallo, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we thank you for joining us on this episode of Chamber Chatter, and we'll chat with you next time.